Hello and welcome to the Bike Podcast from The Guardian. Now earlier in the month, the world's leaders descended on Copenhagen and the COP15 summit in an effort to combat climate change. We thought this would be a good opportunity to take in a bike ride in the Danish capital, officially the world's best cycling city, and a place where 40% of commuters use a bike to get to work. Yes, 40%. We'll also be looking at a sustainability scheme set up by a Danish company which recycles dump bikes and sends them out to Tanzania. But we'll start off with an event even closer to home. In Clear the Air We Fly, there's a sound installation by sound artist Kathy Matthews. As well as engaging people in the issues surrounding air pollution, the aim is to encourage young people to cycle to school. And that's just two reasons why it would have been rude for this bike podcast not to check it out. Hi, I am Kath Matthews and I'm sat here in Gillett Square in northeast London in Hackney up in Dalston. And on the square are four trees that are lit up Christmas styly and on the stage are eight bicycles. And the bicycles are being cycled by, I'd say, a mixed group of people, probably aged from about eight to sixty, and they are happily cycling and generating electricity. And the electricity is powering six amplifiers that are running an eight-channel sound system, playing a new composition that I have made from working with two schools in this area, Shacklewell and Culverston Primary Schools, where I work with 48 and 10-year-old kids. And we looked at air pollution and came out into the neighbourhood and explored the local streets and recorded and listened and smelt and researched air pollution, essentially, and tried to map the air pollution through sound. people cycling and it's quite noisy. I have cycled and I really like it and I like the idea of not using electricity to um, power the sounds and using us to riding bikes. There are eight speakers all around the square and different sound comes from all of them. People are sitting in the middle of the square on chairs and tables listening to the sounds and talking about them. We're listening to kind of weird sounds um, and some of them are recorders and things like that and in other instruments and some of them are just our voices and ways that we could try to make sound. Essentially what I'm doing is I'm introducing uh, experimental music into the public space. That's what I'm doing. And a bicycle is an interesting way to do it. So this composition that is now playing, it's the first time it's been presented. So it's fascinating for me to hear it out in the public arena. More importantly is to witness the involvement of the public who have been coming here since midday when we began. 
and happily listening to the piece and hear the music spinning around them and getting on the bicycles and making the electricity. My name is Alice Sharp and I'm the curator of Invisible Dust. Um, the project's been set up for artists and scientists to work together and look at issues around climate change, air pollution and health. And it's also part of something called Walk to School, which is promoting children walking to school or going by bicycle. And the nice thing about this project is that kids are very, very keen to go by bicycle to school and often it's their parents who are worried about it. And Walk to School is also promoting children's workshops where they learn how to cycle safely, which I think is a really important deal. So we started this project, worked with the two schools, CAF worked uh, recording sounds with the children, but also um, the project had uh, input from a scientist, which I think is incredibly important, and so Peter Brimblecombe came to the schools and actually talked to the children about air pollution. And he talked about the history of air pollution, how it's come from medieval times of coal burning right through to modern day, um, and used a lot of images about how artists have been interested in air pollution from Turner painting over the Thames um, to much more modern day examples. Suddenly these children could see ideas which maybe they pre previously seemed very separate, which were art, you know, paintings and somebody working on science were actually crossing over. Everyone who lives in central London or urban spaces, central Manchester, knows that a huge proportion of children have now got asthma. I think it's um, one in ten children. Asthma is um, aggravated by air pollution. So again, it's not only the climate change reasons for getting on your bike or walking, it's actually that the children are suffering. Uh, in particular, actually, the fact that our children are now having problems breathing has got to be something that makes us all change our behaviour for the future. Hi, I'm Lars Eriksson. I've just stepped off the Metro Bella Centre, which is the home of the COP15 climate conference here in Copenhagen. We're here to look at how bikes can possibly help change the world. I want to take in a small tour around Copenhagen, and in order to do that, I need to get hold of a bike. And luckily enough, outside the conference hall, there's a whole fleet of blue bikes that are available throughout the two-week conference for delegates, politicians and journalists to use. And I'm here with Henrik Mortensen, who is one of the people behind the project bicycly and Henrik could you tell us a bit more about what you're doing with this project and what you're hoping to achieve? Basically what Bicycle is about is um, it's an empowering uh, project where we empower people through increasing mobility with bikes. So we sent bikes to uh, Tanzania and Sierra Leone where we rebuilt the bikes into meeting the transportation needs in poor areas, which is diff quite different than the transportation needs here in Denmark. So we actually built hospital bikes that can create access to healthcare in uh, villages with no healthcare. They can be transported on bikes to neighboring villages. So it's like an alternative to, to walking. Then we also make bikes for farmers that can increase their income with more than 100% just by enabling them to move twice the amount of crops in half the time. And, and where do the bikes come from that you use? We uh, collect uh, second-hand Danish bikes um, that we get from insurance companies that have uh, compensated for the loss of a bike but then the police have found it again and in that way we actually get around 1500 bikes per year.
And where are these bikes then fixed? Is that done here in Denmark? No, but it, well, the whole purpose of Bicycle is to to build bicycle industry. So we work on making the bicycle accessible for the poorest people of the world. We we do that through training bike mechanics. So we use the bikes in Tanzania and Sierra Leone to train young uh, by uh, people who love bikes like we do to become uh, better at fixing up bikes and and uh, so every everything is done in, in Tanzania however we we finance all the expenses here in Denmark through renting bikes to tourists and uh, through renting bikes to companies like uh, with the blue bikes we have here we actually made a really good contract with with IKEA that would the bikes will be used at IKEA so people can transport the thing to buy home from from there and there are, are there any gears on the bike there's uh, three gears on the bike yeah so um and that's a new thing in Tanzania there's not many bikes with gears so um that's uh, going to be uh, very popular okay well the great thing is to see you got two left here so uh would it be all right for us to take these out for the day of course great um so anything we need to know before we head into Copenhagen central Mm, just uh, act like the locals on the bike lanes and you'll be okay. Okay, we've left the politicians at the Bella Center to uh, head into central Copenhagen on our new uh, bicycle bikes. Uh, I don't know what it'd be like on a road in Tanzania, but here on the bike paths in Copenhagen is actually a dream to ride this. And we've just been told that on the central roads in Copenhagen, if you keep a pace of about 20 kilometers per hour, you will avoid all red lights. So that'll be a mission for this afternoon. Just crossing uh, Langebro, which is the main bridge coming in from, from Amar uh, into central Copenhagen. And uh, to the left of me, I'm overlooking the canal and sort of parallel with this bridge, you've got the cycling bridge, which connects Islandsbrugge to sort of the Vestalbo area of Copenhagen. So ahead of us we've got the bright lights of uh, Copenhagen so we're going to try to head in there and see if we can find some fellow cyclists to talk to. Just been overtaken by a, a Christiania bike which is this fantastic three-wheeled cargo bike with um, a sort of a massive basket in front of it where you can either put your groceries or your children if you, if you need to and it's it's hugely popular with the families here. I think about 25% of families with two children or more own one of these cargo bikes so and obviously they uh, they can be pretty fast as well. We're standing here at Dronning Luis's port which is just sort of where Nurbel starts and the Apparently this is one of the busiest cycle streets in it the is, world. It's, it's really busy every morning and I, I go to work at 8, half past 8, loads of bikes. And can you tell us a bit about your bike, because you got one of these fantastic, is that a Christiania bike? It, it's not, it's a Nihula, uh, but it works, it's, a, it's the same principle. you got you got a, a box in front of it and you can have people in it and you can have groceries and stuff like that. And what do you think about like, the you know, when you're cycling in Copenhagen, people seem very friendly and sort of there aren't, you know, do you ever encounter any problems in the bike paths? Or? Sometimes. People are in a, in a, in a hurry. And sometimes um, if, you're, if I'm in a hurry, I can make it quick. And I, I might push people a little bit. And, but when I'm on this, people move away from me. I have the space then. I really like the fact that there are so many bikes in Copenhagen. And I think there should be more, more space and more, more room for more bikes and less cars, for instance, inside the city. 
I really like that we are that much a, a biking city. And why do you think that, that, that it's so natural for, for Danish people? It's something to do with distance. That's, it's, it's pretty small, so you can, you can go from one point to another point in the city more quick on the bike than in a car. We just pulled up here at the intersection of uh, Jose Andersen Boulevard and just in the corner of the big Radisson Casino here in, in Copenhagen. And what is in front of us is not only just normal traffic lights, but are the two sets of bicycle traffic lights and a sign hanging, hanging in between them with the number six pointing left. So I'm not quite sure what to make of it all, but we'll just wait for the green light to come on and then uh, try to follow the sign. Okay, my name is Christina Thormann and I am actually from Funen, but I live in Copenhagen now. And uh, tell me a bit about your bike, this is sort of a classic one? Actually, this one is new, it's a Christmas present from my parents. Oh, right. So, uh, but it's, uh, it's a Danish brand, Kilomos it's called, and uh, it's just a classical bike. It's and what if nice. tomorrow um, all bikes were banned in Copenhagen, how would you get around? Oh my god, I had to buy some running shoes then, because you know, the public transportation and cars and everything, it's, it's a mess. And how much do you think of this as, you know, being aware of the environment when you take your bike out? Is that part of the reason why you do it? or? Um, to be honest, I actually don't think of it like that. It's, it's more of a, an easier way for me to get around over here. Oh, we just arrived at the city of Copenhagen Museum. Um, just have to lock up my bicycle machine here. No need for a big chain or anything, just a small lock will do. Copenhagen has now been named the best biking city in the world by the International Cycling Union, but we want to find out whether it was always like this. So we're going to meet Christina Nikolaisen, who is one of the curators of this exhibition, exploring the, the history of cycling in, uh, in Copenhagen. We are in the, in the party room of the old uh, Museum of Copenhagen. Uh, it's a very old room and here we have all the bicycles from, um, from the museum and from other uh, places. Um, old bikes, new bikes. It's a very tall room. Uh, we, have bikes, uh, we have bicycles in two stories. I mean, what is it, four meters tall? Um, in all colors and shapes and sizes. We have from the from the first bicycles uh, the the uh, the tall bicycles the tricycles uh, from the 1800 uh, and um, up till the newest do-it-yourself bicycles uh, all the cool bicycles from today. And obviously now today I think the number is about 35 percent of the population here in Copenhagen uh, cycle to work or to school. But was it always like this? Or when did the sort of the Danes or the Copenhageners really get into the Cycling. I guess when biking first came to Copenhagen, it was like a European fashion movement that came in the 1860s. I think the big transformation came when you when you had the the bicycle uh, when they, when it got the shape that it has today, when it's with the small wheels and the chain and 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 the rubber wheels. Um, that's how it started to become really big here because it was suddenly possible you you could um, you could bike to work uh, before um, if a worker got a new job he had to she had he had to move to another apartment because it would take too long to walk there 
so uh, it 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 completely changed uh, changed the the everyday for 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 the Copenhageners. And what is fantastic to see in this city is is uh, the bike paths with this curb on that sort of separates them from the main roads. Uh, I think there are about is that 350 kilometers in yes. of bike paths in Copenhagen. When were they introduced? In the 60s and 70s, there were not that many bicycles. Uh, before the oil crisis, there was—I mean, there were uh, people were biking a lot before the 60s. Then it it went down for some years. The council started uh, building bicycle lanes like that, and they were making a few kilometers a year, and and everybody were laughing and saying, "Yeah, right, it's going to take forever." Uh, but actually, today now we have these 350 kilometers. Um, so it was maybe 20 years they've been building. You know, when you look at um, the average bike in the street, it has got a very classic look at times, where you know you go to other big cities, you see a lot of couriers and fixed wheelers. Mm. And what do you think? There's this sort of fascination with the retro bike. Yeah, I think first of all, there is one thing uh, that is, it became kind of fashionable to, to have like a vintage bike or something. But the other, the other aspect uh, is also that we don't think so much about what bike we are, we are riding on. Like my bike, I just got it from a friend and she doesn't use it so I can use it. And it's just very relaxed uh, approach to biking. So this completes our mini tour of Copenhagen by bike. It's been very interesting and uh, we've cycled a lot of kilometers, so I'm pretty knackered now. So the great thing about this city is that all taxis have got bike racks. So in case you've had a little bit too much to drink or just feeling very tired, you can always uh, get your bike in the cab with you. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do now and see if anybody here can get me a, a taxi. Undskyld, uh, can find a taxi Well, that's it for this edition of the Bike Podcast. You can find out all about the latest bike news and views at our blog, which lives at guardian.co.uk slash bike slash blog. We'd love to hear your thoughts on cycling in Copenhagen or indeed bicycle sustainability. Do get in touch. And on that note, it's time to say goodbye. We hope you join us next month for more features from the wide world of cycling.